Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Anolata, anolata, 
ואם בשחקים עוד אינה צרורה, שמה נשמעתך בצרור החיים. Shabbat Shalom Be Kirby Be Tati 
JM in the AM, New York Boys Choir with Achenu. You heard Lacha done by Mordechai Shapiro. Micha Gammerman with Esau Enai. That's off of one of the early Shirei Pinchas albums. I think it was Shirei Pinchas Volume 2. Derek Achim had Mivon Siach. Osa Shalom performed by Waterbury. Nakuda Tova from Levi Cohen. Udi Davidi. Excuse me, that was Uri. Uri Davidi with a Rebon Hamasim. Chaim David with a song from the way back when Ash Kodesh album called Poet of Return. Yeah, I'm in an oldies mood this morning. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday as we uh, continue um, in this month of Adar here at uh, JM in the AM. Today's a big day. Not only do we have our Yeshiva League sports update and playoff season is really in full swing. I mean, we're talking about just a couple of teams left before we uh, announce and declare all the champions. 7 o'clock hour, Yeshiva League Sports Update. 8 o'clock hour, my fascinating, that's what I think it was. We'll see if you agree. My fascinating discussion with Rabbi Nussin Sherman. It's not live, but it's fresh. Just happened a few hours ago. And at 8 o'clock this morning, we will discuss, or you'll hear us discuss, the brand new book about the life of uh, Reb Chaim Kanievsky and many other aspects of being the general editor at Artscroll Misora. Uh, this is one of the books, and these days it's one of the few books, according to Robert Sherman, that he was able to edit completely. Uh, most of the books editors are doing, and he's overseeing that whole process, but this one he literally did himself start to finish. And uh, we talk about that as well. We talk about how different things are today with so many works having to be edited and reviewed on a constant basis. Anyway, it's just part of the conversation. I think you'll find it fascinating. We love speaking to our friends at Art Scroll. In this case, it's been a long time since Rabbi Nussin Sherman has been on JM and the AM, something that he points out, actually, during our conversation. You'll hear all of it starting at 8 o'clock Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. We're one week and two days away. That's a total of nine days away from our big New York City studio rebuild of commemoration. Our um, ha- our Hanukkah Tabayit, our big celebration happening on the 23rd of March. That's the day that uh, you'll be able to to hear and likely see JM and the AM in our full day of broadcasting. Starting in the uh, 6 o'clock hour. Uh, lots of uh, prominent guests are expected and certainly everybody out there is invited. I hope you'll have a chance to stop by for a couple of minutes and enjoy the big celebration one year later jm in the am on a tuesday morning broadcast and this comes from amram adar Thank 
Thank <laughs> you. 
JM the AM. It's the Chizuk Nigun done by a Yehuda Green. Uh, before that, the Emesh Gachech from Chaim David Burson. Yerushalayim Shabalev. That was Avremel. And uh, Jerusalem was done by Amram Adar on a Tuesday morning here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Nussin Sherman, our guest in the 8 o'clock hour. In fact, he'll kick off the 8 o'clock hour with us, general editor at Art Scroll. He'll comment uh, extensively on the brand new book about Rav Chaim Kanievsky, and then we'll get into a conversation about some of the interesting things he does from his position at Art Scroll Misora. That's coming up at 8 o'clock right here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, by the NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. When you go to Artscroll.com to order the brand new book uh, regarding the life of Rav Chaim Kanievsky, make sure to use promo code RADIO. By the way, book the book is setting all types of records. There's another offering from Artscroll right now, which we'll discuss, just not today. That is also breaking all sorts of records. So lots of book purchases going on in our community. So I want you to save, 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 save. Use promo code radio when you check out at artscroll.com for your free shipping and major discount every single time. Kali Tal in the background to our news from Israel coming up. And then plenty more, including the Yeshiva League Sports Update with Elliot Weiselberg. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m., 1 p.m., 1 p.m. newscast <laughs> for a Tuesday's next. Boker Tov from JMDM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Ashachat, Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Rani Avnai, המשטרה פתחה בחקירה נגד חבר הכנסת צביקה פוגל בחשד לעבירה של הסתה לטרור. חבר הכנסת פוגל זומן להתייצב היום לחקירה במשרדי להב 433. כתבתנו עדה שטייף מזכירה כי החקירה נפתחה בעקבות דבריו של פוגל בגלי צהל ובכלי תקשורת נוספים, כי הוא רואה בעין יפה את התוצאה בחווארה, וכי הוא רוצה לראות את חווארה שרופה. ברקע המחאה נגד המשך החקיקה בשינויים במערכת המשפט, השר מיקי זוהר מהליכוד אומר אצל אמיר איבגי בגלי צהל, האופוזיציה מסרבת, מסרבת לשיח, אנחנו מודאגים מהקרע בעם. מחאות הקשות, הצנעה היוקדת בין איש לרעהו, אלו דברים שצריכים להטריד את כולנו ולכן צריך להידבר. האופוזיציה אינה משתפת פעולה, אני מניח שהמצב ברחובות משרת אולי את המטרות שלהם, אבל פחות את המטרות של מדינת ישראל. ומנגד חבר הכנסת עידן רול מיש עתיד טען לשר המשפטים אין כוונה לזוז מהשינויים שהוא מקדם. אני לצערי הפך להיות מאלה שלא מאמינים שיש איזשהו רצון להידברות. יש שתי נקודות מחלוקת עיקריות שברור לכולם שאין ליריב לוין שום נכונות לזוז מהמילימטר. אנחנו לא נהיה איזשהו מין בובה שיוצרת מעטה של לגיטימיות לדבר הזה. כתבתנו אילי קרן מוסיפה שעשרות עובדי הייטק הפגינו בצהריים בתל אביב וחסמו לי זמן קצר צומת באזור אבן גבירול וקפלן. נמשכים החיפושים אחר דייג ומפעיל עגורן בים, מדרום לאשקלון. השניים נעדרים מאז קריסת העגורן על המזח בתחנת הכוח רוטנברג ושל סערה שהתחוללה בסביבת התחנה. בחיפושים מופעלים אמצעי איתור מיוחדים ומשתתפים בהם צוללנים, אנשי השיטור הימי ומסוק. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו בדרום, רמי שני. אחרי סעודיה, גם בחריין מראה סימנים של התקרבות לטהרן. יושב ראש הפרלמנט הבחרייני, אחמד בן סלמן אל-מוסלם, אומר כי ארצו פתוחה לשיח עם האיראנים. לדבריו, מגעים בין שתי השכנות על חידוש קווי התעופה ביניהן כבר התנהלו באחרונה. כתבנו לעניינים ערביים, ג'קי חוגי מציין שאל-מוסלם אמר את הדברים בוועידה שבה מתארחת משלחת מהפרלמנט האיראני. 
מזג האוויר, ירידה ניכרת בטמפרטורות, ממטרים לפרקים, מלווים בסופות רעמים צפויים ברוב חלקי הארץ, בנחלי הדרום והמזרח, קיים חשש כבד לשיטפונות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Try to understand Hand in hand 
J.M. in the A.M. Simcha Liner with that amazing medley here on a Tuesday broadcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Great to have you aboard. Rogers Park had Ufaratzda. Tom Vareach done by Yoni Z. And we are in a slightly oldie mood here this morning at J.M. I say slightly because uh, we're not playing the 2023 selections, but we are playing the, like the 2020 selections. <laughs> we're not going way back in time. 
But I guess that's the mood I woke up to this morning. Hey, big mazel tov going out to the Hagler and Tuchman family. It's always extra special when you know both sides of a simcha. And last night, amazing wedding celebration in New Jersey. Mazel tov to the Haglers and to the Tuchmans from all of us here at JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. It is, in fact, Yeshiva League sports update time. Elliot Weiselberg has a comprehensive report and pay careful attention. You'll be uh, able to hear if your school is in one of the finals or has uh, achieved championship status. Elliot Weiselberg with our Yeshiva League sports update on a Tuesday morning here at JM. Oh, wait a second. How many times can I make that mistake, huh? There you go. Elliot Weiselberg with our Yeshiva League sports update here on a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Happy Pi Day, everyone. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. Hockey crowns its champions, but nobody wanted either season to end on time. And the matchups are set for this Sunday's boys basketball championships. All that and more. Good morning. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Hockey had its turn to shine this past Sunday, as hockey would actually have a championship Sunday for the first time since 2019. However, in a twist, due to the participants, the contest would need to be played at two different venues in two different states. The JV took center stage to begin the day, as seen live on the Yeshiva Sports Network and sponsored by the Nachum Siegel Network at Frisch, as TABC and DRS, the two division champions, squared off in a rematch of last year's contest. A scoreless contest through one period of play, DRS opened up the scoring early in the second on a goal by sophomore Aiden Frankel. TABC would answer back midway through the period on a power play goal by sophomore Benzion Kaiser to knot it up at one apiece. The team would clamp down and we would remain scoreless through the third, sending the championship into overtime. However, it would not take long to determine a winner. Three minutes in, sophomore Aiden Rousman took a pass at midcourt and fired a rocket into the top far corner of the DRS net, completing the 2-1 victory, mirroring DRS's 2-1 victory over TABC in Frisch the previous year. Rousman and Storm goalie sophomore Shai Forgash would take home MVP honors in the win. The night portion of Championship Sunday would occur two hours east in DRS, where Frisch and SAR packed the greenhouse for the Varsity Championship, also seen on the Yeshiva Sports Network, also sponsored by the Nachum Siegel Network. The scoring would come fast and in waves as Frisch charged out behind two goals by senior Jake Fight and one by senior Ethan Alter to a 3-0 lead midway through the first. SAR, however, would not crumble. A laser shot by senior Stefan Neowitz would get the sting on the board before the end of the first, and a two-minute stretch in the second would see junior Asher Rudman land two of his own to tie the game, heading into the third period of play. Alter would take the lead back for Frisch in the early moments of the third, who then looked to dig in and preserve their advantage. However, a Cougar penalty would give this thing another opportunity, and SAR would capitalize on an Aton Kraus rocket to tie the game. Like the JV game, time would trickle down, and we would find ourselves in an extra session. Unlike the JV, this one wouldn't be decided until late in the period, when, in a mad scrum in front of the Frisch net, the ball found its way to the stick of Sting senior Gabe Hornblast, who would put it home off the back bar at the top of the net to give SAR its first varsity championship since 2018. Rudman, one of the lone juniors in the contest, recorded two goals and two assists and walked away with well-deserved MVP honors. 
We now turn our attention to the last remaining open leagues, JV and Varsity Boys Basketball. The finals are set for this coming Sunday at the Max Stern Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University. At 1 p.m., the top two West seeds, TABC and Ramaz, will meet up to determine the JV crown. TABC throttled SAR 57-29, while Ramaz rode 25 points by sophomore Isaac Ohayon to up-end favorite Mag and David 54-49. At 4 p.m., Frisch will be back in action after surviving Mag and David 61-59 behind 43 combined points from Isaac Schiff and Alex Zakheim, but it will not be the sting that they see in this final. SAR fell last night in an instant classic to North Shore 58-56, setting up a battle of the Cats, the Cougars, and the Lions in the city this Sunday. You can catch all the action starting around 12.45 live at myhsal.com in a joint production of the Yeshiva Sports Network and Max Live, sponsored again by the Nachum Siegel Network. You too can become a sponsor by reaching out to YLS Wise Guy. That's YLS W E I S G U Y at gmail.com. Only 36 hours removed from this Sunday's action, the hockey broadcasts are already fast approaching 10,000 views, and the same can be expected for Sunday's fantastic basketball action. Reach out today for your chance to be seen on the grandest stage of the basketball season. And that was your Tuesday morning Jamie the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisselberg. Oh, 
J.M. and the A.M. Kishoshana. That's from H here on H Volume 3 on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Uh, thanks, Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League Sports Update. Very, very, very exciting, the Yeshiva League right now as the playoffs wind down and all the champions are being crowned as champion. Um, Rabbi Nussin Sherman, general editor at Art Scroll. The brand new book is entitled uh, the, the Life of Rav Chaim Kanievsky. That's not the exact title, but the book is uh, about the life of Rav Chaim Kanievsky, and we will discuss it with him coming up at 8 a.m. this morning right here at JM in the a.m. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechenishmas Arav Zebin, Rabbi and Zechenishmas Esther Basar, Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. In the middle of the Parsha of the Novi Sheker, the false prophet, we read the Pasuk, Go after the ways of Hashem. 
and it is he that you shall fear. In Meseches Nadarim, we read something fascinating. Am Rabbi Ami Baraba, Rabbi Amma Baraba said, Ben Gimel Shonim, at three years old, Hiker Avram Avinu Esboiroi, Avram was able to recognize that there is a God in the world. Avram Avinu was three years old. The Medrash cites a Manda Omar, a different opinion, that says he was 48 years old when he was Makir, the Boreolam, when he recognized that there is Hashem. The opinion that Avram Avinu was three years old is because that is the time when a person is understood to be Bechlal Das, a person that has knowledge. But what is the reasoning behind the Manda Omar that says Avram Avinu was 48 years old? Why particularly at that age? The Sar Shalom, the great Belzer Rebbe says, because there is a time when it's easy to be close to Hashem and there is a time when it's more difficult. However, even though it may be at a time that it's difficult, when a person is misamitz, a Jew gathers his strength and girds himself to do the Avodah, he can achieve great milas in serving Hashem. That's the reason why the Mandamar says that Avram Avinu was 48 years old, even though it was during the days of the Dor HaFloga, the generation that rebelled at a time when it was very difficult to be close to Hashem. Nevertheless, Avram Avinu fortified his strength in self-sacrifice to serve Hashem and to come close to Him. That's the reason why he was Zoche, to be Makir the Boreolam, to recognize Hashem at that time. This is the explanation of when it tells us, when there comes about a Nabi Sheker, when we see things that Chas Shalom could start to wear in a person and test our faith, we should know at that point, that's when you got to go after Hashem, and you have to develop an extra special fear of Hashem at that time. That's the point when a person has nisyonos in life and the obstacles. That's when we have to strengthen ourselves and do our avodah. In the schus of withstanding the nisayon, then we are zocha to all the brachos in the world, and evil will cease to exist. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Ani Bresler, Ani Svardi, 
J.M. in the A.M. with Joey Newcomb, a nice twofer on this Tuesday. Thank you, Hashem. And before that, uh, B'nai HaMelech. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Wow, we haven't seen listener Seema on the app in a while. Great to hear from her. She commented on how beautiful a song the Joey Newcomb selection was. Thank you, Seema. Best regards to the entire family. Uh, a listener on the app says, Mazal Tov to all who learned Mishnah Yomi on the completion of Erevin today. Maseches Pesachim begins tomorrow, and the free arts grow Mishnayas are available again. Join today, especially with Pesach coming up. Maseches um, Pesachim set to begin in Mishnah Yomi. Mazal Tov to those who've completed Maseches Erevin. Um, well, Avrami sent me quite a text. Those of you who are in the New York, New Jersey area, you know that we are being inundated. Might be the wrong word because it's not that bad or not as bad as they said. Maybe it'll get worse. Who knows? Inundated with snow and rain today. I mean, in this area where we are, it, it seems to me like the rain has already stopped, but I don't know if that's permanent, meaning <laughs> for the meaning for the entire Yeah, we do expect more rain at some point during the year, uh, <laughs> but meaning uh, it stopped for now or if it's going to continue later, I'm going to check that in a moment. Uh, but those of you in the New York, New Jersey area, you know that uh, rain and snow are likely, at least according to the site I'm looking at now, are likely to continue for the next several hours. Um, yeah, I'm in fact looking at the uh, Manhattan Manhattan forecast. Now I'm about to look at the Manhattan hourly forecast. Gosh, do you know how we got weather forecasts uh, in the early days of this show? almost 40 years ago. And frankly, we probably did it 20 years ago also. We would call up that weather service, the recorded line, and it would tell you the weather for today and for tomorrow, today, tonight, and tomorrow. That's how the whole today, tonight, tomorrow thing started. Anyway, um, 60% chance of snow, some snow showers and winds the rest of the day here in Manhattan. We're in the New York City studio today. And thank you to everybody at the Hagler Tuchman wedding last night, wishing me Mazal Tov on the Manhattan studio and the New Jersey studio, two beautiful studios that we're going to be opening officially next week. I am in the New York City studio right now. New Jersey studio tomorrow. Um, yeah, I picked a good day to stay here. You're right. Rough weather this morning. Anyway, all of this is supposed to continue. Uh, snow, rain, mix, etc., etc. Um, let's see here. All of this is supposed to continue till we get to about 6 p.m. tonight. Off and on until 6 o'clock tonight. Anyway, all of this, because I wanted to read to you the text that Avrami sent me, because as we endure the snow and the rain and weather like this in general, uh, it's gloomy. We're down about it. Um, we're just, you know, we're not happy uh, when it's raining out. There's no benefit, at least that we see, when it's raining. Avrami sends me a text, and he writes, Boker Tov Nachum, Baruch Hashem, rainy day in Israel today. I think we are expecting more. What a different perspective. The Gishme Bracha. And I'm not saying it's not a Bracha in Chutzlaretz. Believe me, we need water and we need, you know, things to grow. So I'm not minimizing that. And we should be in a better mood here outside of Israel when it's raining. But in Israel, they're singing and dancing when it rains, and for good reason. 
Um, so thank you to Avrami for keeping me uh, keeping me on track and making sure I have the right perspective as we um, report the weather forecast and talk about the rain that's coming down. Did I just see that Shlomi Ash commented to me uh, by one way, shape, or form? Let's see. Um, he says, here in Muncie land, we're just being dated, not inundated. <laughs> okay, thank you, Shlomi. Honestly, I think it was worth <laughs> mentioning that on the air for those who are wondering if that contributes anything to our program. I think it does. Uh, let's, not, let's not minimize Shlomi Ash and his incredible ability to add to um to our broadcast in a very interesting way sam glazer's next you're listening to jm in the am with an infinite love you love all of creation with endless compassion our prayers you Share your light with all nations Father in heaven, have mercy upon us and keep us near
You love all of creation with endless compassion. Our prayers you word to say when he came by they all just looked away the mention of his name just brought a frown he was known as the miser of the town in synagogue they never called his name people wondered why he even came Little children cursed him up and down They were told he was the miser of the town Well, the years they came and went No one saw a penny spent And he spent his final hour all alone And when they heard he died Not a single person cried And they buried him somewhere without a stone at the door A crippled lady stood there old and poor She asked him for a little food to eat And could she come inside a while just to speak You see, till last week we were okay For years somebody's brought us food each day Never saw him come or heard him go And who this person is we just don't know Every single day that week Someone new came by to speak The orphan girl, the blind man with his cane And rumors sorta grew About a philanthropic Jew Who gave a lot but never gave his name Guess you all can figure out the rest In charity the miser was the best He was buried properly With the town's apology In a place of honor he was laid to rest In a Jewish graveyard somewhere there's a stone For a man who kept his charity unknown 
And on this stone the simple words are found We are wiser about the miser of our town We are wiser about the miser of our town The miser of our town off of the Yes Legacy album, Sam Glazer at JM the AM. Ahavaraba from Sam earlier. Yeah, we're officially a two for Tuesday with a two in a row again. How do you like that from the same artist? <laughs> Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Good morning, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget our friends from TABC are going to be with us on Thursday. We're going to find out about the music program at TABC and some of the exciting developments that have emanated from all those efforts during this school year. That's happening on Thursday in our New Jersey studio, TABC. Thursday morning, right here at JM and the AM. Rabbi Nelson Sherman is next. Our conversation about the uh, brand new book Rabbi, uh, about Rabbi, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky. We'll have that coming up next. Fascinating conversation with the general editor of uh, Arts Girl Masora. And um, plenty more coming up. It is a Tuesday after all, which means Avrami will be hosting a live lunch from Israel. Avrami hosting a live lunch from Israel coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. And uh, also, keep in mind that at 9 o'clock, or by Dr. David Hertzberg, one hour from now, the topic of the Convoy of 35, the Lamed Hay, I assume, the Convoy of 35, right? Dr. Uh, David Hertzberg is hosting Israel at 75, 9 o'clock every single Tuesday morning right here after JM in the AM. And that'll happen this morning on the topic of the Convoy of 35. Uh, 11 o'clock for the Tuesday Live Lunch hosted by Avrami. And uh, as we said, Rabbi Nussin Sherman is coming up next here at JM in the AM. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to say best wishes for a very happy birthday going out to Grandma Roberta Eisenman of Muncie, New York. May you continue to be blessed with good health and have much simcha and nachas from all your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren with much love from Florida, Staten Island, Muncie, Lakewood, and Bayswater. And that, of course, was sent in by the one and only listener, Sina, from uh, out in the Sunshine State, or I should say down in the Sunshine State, although I don't even know if she's in the Sunshine State right now. We don't know where she's flying to or landing in or anything like that. What can I tell you? But anyway, a very, uh, very big happy birthday to Grandma Roberta Eisenman from all of us here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Hello, everyone. My name is Nahum Siegel. My guest today is the general editor at Arts Girl Masora, Rabbi Nussin Sherman. We're going to be speaking about a brand new book and some other topics of interest regarding Arts Girl Masora. Rabbi Sherman, a pleasure to speak with you today. My pleasure. It's been a long time since we met. It certainly <clears throat> has been, to say the least. All right, so the brand new book is entitled Rav Chaim. It's the Jaffa Family Edition, The Life and Legacy of the Sar HaTorah Rav Shmariao Yosef Chaim Kanievsky. Rav Kanievsky, as he was known, of course, to the world, written by Naftali Weinberger. Uh, first of all, I've heard that this uh, book has really taken off, that the reading public has uh, been attracted to this one. 
Somebody wrote in one of the Anglo-Jewish newspapers, uh, weeklies, that uh, Art Scroll made a bad mistake. They only printed 10,000 copies, and it wasn't enough. Wow. We printed more, and it's still not enough. Good problem to have, and it's good to know that people are interested in reading about the, uh, the person who is uh, referred to as the Sar HaTorah. Tell me about that title, especially I'm sure to people in the audience who are familiar with Gadol Hador, certainly the title mm-hmm. Talmud Chacham. But Sar HaTorah, is, that, is it more of a common title than I think, or is it something that really just mm-hmm. refers to Rav Kanievsky? It's not at all a common title. It's, um, in each generation, you'll find one, two, three people who are called Sar HaTorah. Is the master of Kala Kula. There was no one in our generation like Reb Chaim Kanievsky. He knew everything. So the title is not really paying tribute to his abilities as a, as a posek, as a <clears throat> halachic decisor, as a leader, as somebody uh, who, who makes decisions on behalf of the Klal. It's more, as you just described, somebody who is viewed as the person who knows the most and the most in-depth and has the most in-depth Torah study. That's right. He had, everything was just faster than a computer in his mind. The first time I heard about him as, as an authority, this goes back in the early years of Art Scroll, more than 40 years ago, we published a book called Wisdom in the Hebrew Alphabet by Rabbi Monk, sure. the founder of Camp Monk, right. an exceptional human being. And he told me that... Uh, he had about 55, 55 quotes from Chazal, various Medrash, Zohar, Shaz, Bavli, Yerushalmi, and he didn't know the sources. And he went to Reb Chaim Kanievsky, who at that time was very little known, and he showed him the list. All, of, all but three, Reb Chaim told him on the spot where they are. And the other three he had to look up. Pretty amazing. One might think as you go through the book that he, he was an expert not only in Torah, but he had leadership qualities in so many areas of Jewish life. When it came to chesed, when it came to advice, when it came to shidduchim, and certainly when it came to studying Torah and having an influence on people in that manner. And, and I wonder if maybe his uniqueness was just that, that he was really at the top of his game, so to speak, in so many different categories. That's true. I mean, I say about him, not I say, everybody says, we, we can't duplicate his knowledge of Torah. I mean, that's uh, it's one in a century. <clears throat> but we can duplicate his, his love of Kalal Yisrael, his interest in people, He's doing whatever he could to help somebody else. There's one story. It's in the book that it, it meant a lot to me. Well, if, if I may. Sure. In my, in my sinful youth, I once went through the complete works of Sherlock Holmes. And uh, Dr. Watson told him some interesting scientific fact. Right. And Holmes says, that's very interesting, and I'll do my best to forget it. Why? Because the human, the human mind is limited. I want, to, I want to assimilate the knowledge that I need for my profession. I'm not interested in these other things. I'll tell you a story about Reb Chaim. Once in the middle of the night, when he was a younger man, early middle age, he was, uh, he was out putting out food for a cat. 
and there was an American young man who happened to be walking in the street, and he took a picture of him. Right. And Rav Chaim saw, and he was upset. He was upset, and he told him the chutzpah. So the, this young man took out the film and gave it to him. Right. Fine. And he was always ashamed after that to come to Rav Chaim to ask for a bracha or ask for advice. He was embarrassed. About 25 years later, he did come in. And Rav Chaim looked at him and he said, I'm waiting for you for 25 years to ask you mechila. I was angry at you and I wanted, and I wanted to apologize. A few weeks later, the same young man came back. Mm-hmm. Rav Chaim did not remember him. As long as he had to do a mitzvah to ask for mechila, he remembered him. After that, it was not important anymore. And he had kept it in his mind all that time because well, it was a priority for him. For him, <clears> you know, that's right. Quite obviously. Um, t- tell me about lineage. Look, you have—I <clears throat> can only imagine in your position how many books you've read and reviewed, and you've read and and uh, and approved of in a way. You know, biographies of Gedolim who come from very humble means, uh, some of whom come from you know we might call an average background, so to speak. And then, of course, people like Rav Chaim Kamenetsky, who comes from. Uh, you know, a, a background steeped in Torah and tradition. I mean, you're talking about some real top names when you go through his yichus. I mean, I, I, I'm asking a sort of obvious question, but I'd love your comment on it. How important is that background to him becoming who he was? <clears throat> it was important because he grew up with two of the Gedele Hadar. He, his uncle was a Chazaynish. And... Um, when he was young, he learned in the yeshiva in, um, in Israel, came home for Shabbos. And every Arab Shabbos in the afternoon, he would spend time with the Chazaynish. Chazaynish, he considered him his primary rebbe, in a sense. His father was the stipler. Stipler was uh, an incredible goon. And uh, worth, re- worth reading the book just to hear about the stipler's upbringing, <laughs> frankly. That's right. That's right. Stipler was... Uh, Grew up in the city of Harness Stiepel. It's called Stipler mm-hmm. for short. You know, a lot of people used to say Stipler or Shashiva, and I say that's absolutely not true. He left Harness Stiepel when he was 12 years old, and he never went back. He was not Shashiva in, in Stipler and Harness Stiepel. The Stipler was, was an incredible going in his own right, and uh, he was a profound influence on, on Reb Chaim. The Chazanish, the Chazanish, his kibbutz Avaim was to us unbelievable. Rav Chaim, as a teenager, he was once uh, he came to the Chazanish Arab Shabbos as he always did, and he's and Chazanish, his mother had had moved to Eretz Yisrael. His father had died in Europe. His mother lived in Israel, and the Chazanish used to visit her every single day, and this was a man who's who counted time in seconds. He visited his mother every single day. And one day he had fever, and he was in bed. And Reb Chaim came to visit him, and he mentioned in passing, and I, I came from the Baba, and she, she said, I'm surprised uh, he wasn't here today. He, the Chazan jumped out of bed, got dressed, and literally ran to his mother. And Reb Chaim said, I ran after, I couldn't keep up with him. And that same kibbutz of Va'aim 
the uh, Reb Chaim had himself. Well, with a role model like that. Mm. Yeah, his Kibbut Aim was, was incredible. His Kibbut Av, there was one time somebody told his, his father, somebody told the stipler that uh, <clears throat> Reb Chaim hurt his back and he's in pain. And uh, it, was a, it was a different Reb Chaim. But the stipler thought, oh, Chaim, that's his son Chaim. So he went to the house and he told him, stay in bed, rest. Don't get out of bed today. He stayed in bed all day because his father said to stay in bed. <laughs> he took the directive very seriously. Keep it out. His father yeah. said something. You have to do it. Understood. Uh, speaking to Rabbi Nussin Sherman, the book is called Rav Chaim, written by Naftali Weinberger. Uh, then, of course, we know about his Rebetzin, meaning Rav Chaim Kanievsky's Rebetzin. <clears throat> so you put this all together, <clears throat> the background and lineage quite strong, as we just described. And then, you know, it, within the same generation, to have a wife who ends up being, you know, not just for the art scroll purposes, because I hear the biography of, of the Rebetzin was quite um, uh, well, uh, uh, well, well received, to say the least. Uh, but in addition to that, um, it, it seems like he's surrounded by people who are masters at their tasks, even the task <laughs> of Rebetzin in his wife's case, and, and then, of course, subsequently his children and grandchildren. Having that circle around you of people who are so dedicated to a life of Torah, obviously he had some of the influence on others, but also the benefit of having people who were serious mm. enough in mm. it to want to act in that manner. His Rebetzin was a daughter of Rabbi Yashif right. and a granddaughter of Rabbi Levine. Can't do better than that. Right. And uh, the stipler said about her, people came to the stipler for a bracha, and he would say, Go to her. Meaning his daughter. Go to Batsheva. Her brachas are more effective. Right. She was, she was a very great lady. I remember one story about her. It's in the, in the biography, also written by the same author. Right. Um, she was the kind of person she was. She was standing outside of the house, and there was a young woman improperly dressed, to say the least. And a young man was walking by the street, and he shouted at her, He's a chutzpah, what right do you have to come to this neighborhood dressed that way? And the Rebetzin, the Rebetzin said to him, get away from here, don't you ever come into my house again. And she ran over to that girl and she hugged her and brought her into the house and put a sweater on her and brought her into Reb Chaim for a bracha. Fascinating. And this is the type of environment that he, Rav Kalievsky, was surrounded yes, by. And, and Rav Chaim was the same way. Right. Tremendous love for anybody of any background. Took very seriously when people who were, I don't know, we might consider wayward or somewhat lost, came in and wanted to learn with him, came in and wanted to spend time with him, took that very seriously. And, and would even mention, according to some of these stories, to the person, I'm very short on time, but I'm willing to... You know, either learn at a specific time during the week or, you know, spend some time discussing what your problem might be. Somebody brought a young man into, into Rav Chaim. I think it might have been uh, Naftali Weinberger, but I'm not sure. And uh, this is a young man who grew up in B'nai Brak, an ultra-Orthodox home, and he dropped everything. He dropped everything. Smoked on Shabbos. No, no, broke all contact to religion. And somebody brought him into Rav Chaim. First, he didn't want to go. No, no, you can go to Reb Chaim. He's, he's tolerant. He won't, he won't yell at you. Brought him into Reb Chaim. And he told Reb Chaim 
I can't stop smoking on Shabbos. Don't ask me to stop smoking on Shabbos. I can't, I can't stop smoking. So Reb Chaim said, but I'm asking you for one thing. When you, when you finish the cigarette, don't stab it, don't, don't crush it, put it down, let it burn out by itself. So at least you will not doing, you won't be doing the malacha the of extinguishing, malacha. extinguishing a fire. Three months later, this young man came back and he said, he stopped smoking on Shabbos. And eventually he came back, he became a Balshufa. Rav Chaim, he knew who he was talking to. He, he loved Jews. You're smoking on Shabbos. That doesn't mean I don't love you. I love you. Minimize your chilu Shabbos. Right. He had an insight that uh, we would hope every Jewish leader would have. You ever wonder about, I, I think about this often, uh, Naftali Weinberger, obviously a very qualified author, and you've read now, of course, plenty of his work. Do you ever wonder of what the book would be from the perspective of somebody else? Right? He obviously had this personal experience with Rechaim, tells us an amazing story and, and fantastic stories, and it's a wonderful volume. Do you ever think of you know, what the book might look like if someone from a different perspective or someone who <coughs> knew him differently, Rechaim Kanievsky differently, might be? That's a very interesting point. Um, you know, somebody once said that the uh, American history was written by was written by the victors, by the Americans. Right. If the Indians, or Native Americans, you're right. not allowed to say Indians anymore, if the Native Americans had written American history, it would be a different kind of book. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, for example, now 1619. Sure. The, uh, different perspectives. <laughs> very different. Right. Very different perspective. Rabbi Cholber Weissmandel, who was uh, probably the greatest hero of Hatzola during World War II. Sure. He said, he said uh, others will write the history of the war, and anything that we accomplished, they'll take credit for. And anything that went wrong, they'll blame us. Right. That's a very good question. I think maybe some people would write about Reb Chaim, they'll just talk about what a genius he was. Tyrant and concentrate on that. They'd leave out the Avos Yisrael part. Right. The They'd leave part. out the, the Chesed part, the Avodas Hashem, his concern, overpowering concern for young men and young women who didn't find their Shaduchim. Right. I mean, he, he didn't sleep at night worrying about, about such people. Right. I think most would not write about that because they wouldn't know about it. So it's a, it's a good reason to be grateful to this author. Really covered everything. <laughs> Neftali Weinberger. Very interesting how he came to, to know Reb Chaim. It's in his introduction mm-hmm. to the book. Yes, he was uh, an American boy, married. He was learning in the Mir Yeshiva in Yerushalayim. And um, they were married for five years, no children. And he went to Reb Chaim for a bracha, like everybody else did. <laughs> Reb Chaim said, write a sefer. Tell him there's a Gemara. It's a school for children. Write a sefer. He says, I'm not even from the good students in the yeshiva. How can I write a sefer? No, you write a sefer. And I'll help you. And he told him, write a sefer about Shiluah HaKan, sending away the, the mother bird. And uh, you'll come to me with any questions. He gave him sources. And Naftali Weinberger, who's a, a wonderful personality, I guess he's maybe camera shy, I don't know. He's the one who should be, you should be interviewing. Really marvelous human being. Hopefully one day. Good. I hope so. 
and um, he became friendly. He became friendly with the, with the with Reb Chaim's driver. Reb Chaim, anyone who asked him to be a sandik, he would do it. He could do four or five bris in a day. He could do one in Yerushalayim and one in Tveria in the same day. Right. And he became friendly with the driver, and the driver told him, at least once a week, Reb Chaim is in Yerushalayim for a bris. And I'll call you the night before, and you can meet him at the bris. You'll sit in the car, and you'll ask him your questions. And that way he wrote the book. Amazing. What do you think of the desire or the importance, better word, that Rav Chaim felt to be a sandik at, uh, at the different brisin? Obviously, it's a very great schus. Rav Chaim knew Kula. He knew he, he knew a lot more about that than uh, than I ever will. But he held it was a great schus, and he went out of his way to do it. Rebbe Yashiv also. Right. I always wondered if they felt that uh, that they knew about the effect they would have on the family. If in fact they served in a capacity like I'm that, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they did because he was never Masada Kedushin, but I guess he felt mm-hmm. Sandik was at a different. Yeah. Or I say rarely. I think there was one or two times that they quoted him as a, or that the author mm-hmm. wrote about his being a Masada Kedushin, but yeah, not very seldom. But the Sandik was like, as you yeah. described, that could be you know round round the you, clock, so to you speak. Measure, you may you mentioned a very a very nice point. What it would mean to the family. Right. There was a case once. Um, somebody had twin boys. And he wanted Rav Shach to be a Sandik, and Rav Shach said, only on the condition that I'm a Sandik for both of them. Mm. Why both of them? Later he explained, kids are going to grow up, and one's going to say, my Sandik was the Rosh Hashiva. <laughs> no, both have, to, both have to be the same. I like that. And even in the Ashkenazic world, there are certain yeshivas and, and, and certain institutions where the Rosh Hashiva is a Sandik for brothers, and something we're not used to, at least in my circles, but I think that mm-hmm. is still, still the case today, where Rosh Hashiva will always, always be the designated mm-hmm. Sandik, very likely for the same reason. Um, well, we're here to discuss the book, and uh, the book is Rav Chaim, The Life and Legacy of the Sar HaTorah, written by Naftali Weinberger, and of course we're strongly recommending it, but while I have the opportunity... Uh, both this book and, and uh, hundreds and thousands of others that you've been involved with. I'm curious. I mentioned the author before and, and, and how different, different authors would portray a specific subject, and you expounded on that. I don't know if that's one of your tasks here. I don't know, you know if that's one of your assignments in the Art Scroll building to you know, think, think of casting, of who would be the best person to tell a story or to analyze a historic Situation is is that a great concern in our circles? And and if you and if in fact you were uh, you were given a list of five authors, you would sit and really have to consider which would be the best one to get these points and this story across to the Jewish world. Yeah, that often comes up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some people are more far. We're, we're very we're very careful about the qualifications of authors, and uh, to to present to. To present the the story or the personality in the in, in the proper Torah Hashkafa. but on the assumption that they're all qualified and they're all great, you have an all star list in front of you. You have a lineup of great sluggers in front of you. I'm okay, sure. Then. Why would someone get nixed? Are, are, are some of them? Is their vocabulary too too uh, mm-hmm. too high level, or, or or do they sometimes concentrate on one area over another? Why would someone have to leave that list? Well, some people are just um, as, as writers. As writers, they're 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 they, they get the sentiment across better. Other people are, are more scholarly. Right. If it's a scholarly book, then you don't want a schmoozy writer. 
if it's a different kind of a book, then um, you want a different kind of writer. An academic book will lead to a certain list of names, <laughs> and a schmoozy book will lead to another list yeah, of like names. Yeah, like for example, <laughs> in the, uh, the, the, the Art School Sitter, our, our, this goes way, way back, but our, our motive in writing, our motivation was it should be inspiring. Right. What, what is the thrill all about? What is the sitter saying? But when people are davening, you want them to feel a connection to the davening and a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it would have to be somebody who, whose writing has that knack. Right. Whose writing belongs in a sitter. Yeah. Um, so curious about, I mean, look, you're doing this... Uh, Actually, I, I think we owe you a, a happy anniversary because whenever Purim rolls around, we think about the Art Scroll anniversary, right? Miguel Asesner <laughs> and seeing right, Rabbi yeah. Zlotowitz's uh, incredible first offering uh, in what is now known as the Art Scroll series or library or mm. libraries. Um, any average in terms of number of books or works you're asked to look at on a weekly or monthly basis? Like, how many are on your desk right now? Because as general editor, I would assume that you're kept quite busy. No, myself personally, I can't, uh, I can't look at every single book that comes in. Sometimes Was there I, a time you did? In the early years. In the early years, I, I, I edited everything. Literally. Yeah, but now it's not possible. I, can't even, I don't even have time to read everything. But um, sometimes there's a question about a manuscript, and the author will send in a sample, and then I'll be asked to review it. Sometimes a question comes up, should we do a certain book? Right. Is this topic something that we want to be involved with? So then I'm, I'm part of the circle. We discuss it. We, have, um, we, we, we come to a consensus. There's no... Uh, there's no dictatorship here. Right. We we respect one another. That's actually that's that's the, the, been the secret of our soul's success for about forty five years, because there's no sense here of of competition. I have to win. You have to win. It doesn't work that way. It's collegial, friendly, and. Um, I never had a major mech like this. You could, you could have dis- disagreements. Right. That's normal. But uh, mech like this, never. Um, what do you think when you see people using the Art Scroll app for Davani? How does someone like yourself view that practice? Well, you're talking to a, to a relic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Should I first tell you what the Art Scroll app is, Rabbi? <laughs> I'm not even sure I know. But, uh, but you uh, see someone looking at their phone during mm-hmm. Mariv, you say to yourself, anything or it's fine, it's a new generation, this is how it works. The first time I saw that, I thought, well, what are they they're checking their email during Shmanesha? What, what, what kind of people are they? But then... Uh, yeah, no, personally, I, I think diving should be from a sitter, but I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong. Right. Not at all. It is what it is. It's a, genera- it's a generational thing. Sure. You know, it's interesting. We talked about Saratora and the term, and one of the things in being a sports fan is often comes up in conversation about how some of the younger people are able to process so much more information these days because they simply are surrounded by so much more information as they grow up. You know, we, we didn't have encyclopedias of knowledge on our fingertips, literally, these, you know, 
<laughs> or, or, or as my late friend, Mayor Weingarten, used to say, you know, I'm a Talmud Chacham six days a week. You know, <laughs> I, I have no problem with any of these references six days a week. But I said, you know, I see the, um, the iPad that uh, contains the entire Shas and who knows what else in it, you know, that, that, that comes from the Art Scroll headquarters. And literally... All these hyperlinks and references and anything that you can, you can press and, and within minutes you can have the entire sugya. And I don't mean the sugya meaning mm. the daf of Gemara. I'm talking the entire sugya. I'm now ready to you know, discuss something in, in, sheer, uh, in, in, in sheer level capability because I now have reviewed you know, 10 sources in a matter of minutes or seconds because of this technology. I'm not saying that everyone's going to become a Sarah Torah, but it's certainly, I, I, I think, j- just like in sports, excuse the uh, comparison, it will give some of the younger people, this, especially those with in- incredible minds, uh, an ability to process so much of our, of our books and our tradition you know, in, in so much less time than it took us. What do you think? <clears throat> By and large, it's very good. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. In the, when the Arscroll Shas first started coming out, there were people who objected. Right. You know, you're making it too easy. People are not going to, they have to work through it. And the truth is that for 85% of the people, it was the best thing that ever happened. Best thing since, since sliced bread. They could learn, they could understand, they could develop a, an appetite for learning, an enjoyment for learning. Were there people who took advantage of it not to work at it? I used to use an example of um, you can't become a basketball player by looking at, at highlight videos. Right. <laughs> you have to learn the mechanics. Right. If, people, if people are going to use the Arsko Shas to, to try and, and skip over the mechanics, they won't know how to learn. Right. But for the, for the vast majority of people, it's, tr- it's a tremendous thing. There are great Rosh Yeshiva, I mean really from the top Rosh Yeshiva, who told me that they use it as a reference. Right. Revali Yashiv used it. Revali Yashiv used the art scroll Shas. He went through the Ha'oros on the bottom. He found it helpful. So it's like, like many things. You know, you can, you, you can burn down a house with a cigarette lighter, or you can use it to, to light the Shabbos candles. Sure, of course. If you use it right, then it's, it's a tremendous bracha. If you abuse it, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Correct. Uh, before I ask you for your final comments regarding this specific book, one more general question. Uh, people, always, people often will ask, especially sitting with someone like yourself, a legend in this industry, they would ask, you know, how do you see Art Scroll years from now, etc. I'm going to ask you something differently. If you had to describe to someone what Art Scroll is today, today in 2023, what is Art Scroll? What would you say? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> in terms of numbers, Art Scroll is the the leading Orthodox Jewish publisher, leading publisher of Judaica, period. Right. But Art Scroll, what is Art Scroll? Art Scroll is, a, is an institution that tries to increase Kvot Shemayim and in, 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 in Yerush Shemayim. We will not publish a book 
that is scholarly and shows you what, what's wrong with it. That's not what we're here for. We're here to, we're here to increase learning. We're here to increase your Shemayim, to increase Kvot Shemayim. And even in, the, even in our novels or children's books, right. if something, something is, is negative toward Torah, negative toward, uh, toward Halacha, negative toward Jews, we won't publish it. That's not what we're here for. And you're open and honest about that, which, yeah, makes, we, it, well, which we makes it very clear we to, make, to both uh, fans right. and critics. That's right. We make no secret of that. Right. Uh, on the book of Chaim, The Life and Legacy of the Sarah Torah of Chaim Kanievsky, written by Naftali Weinberger, uh, I am highly recommending it. I just read it. Not that it needs my approbation, but why uh, would you tell people to read it? What will they gain when they read this book? <laughs> well... I told you a few minutes ago, I don't even have time to look <laughs> at most of the things that come through here. I edited this book. I'm familiar with it from cover to cover. I grew from it. I grew from it. I didn't become a Talmud Chacham from it. But I grew from seeing what, what a man like Reb Chaim, whose every moment was precious, how his love for Klal Yisrael, his, his tzedakahs, his sensitivity toward, toward other people, you, could, you, you learn from this book and you grow from this book. And that's why I would recommend it to everybody. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, Rav Chaim, The Life and Legacy of the Sarator of Shmaryo, Yosef Chaim Kanievsky, written by Rabbi Naftali Weinberger. For our JMNAM listeners, I remind you, use promo code RADIO when you check out at artscroll.com. Rabbi Sherman, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we never even got to speak about the good old days of Newark. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> Although I did offer you a stroll through Weekwake Park earlier today, but it didn't seem like you were too anxious, frankly. I need, well, I need a police escort for that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah.
New Aton Cats here at JM in the AM. I'm Shem, the name of that one. Nice tune, huh? Certainly is. JM in the AM, good morning. It's a Tuesday. Big thank you to our friends at A&H. Those of you out there who are starting to prepare for your Pesach Seder, your Pesach meals outside of Israel, three-day yuntif, etc., etc. Make sure you have plenty of A&H on your list. They have delicious and incredible Koshula Pesach products. You'll see them on your supermarket shelves. Start thinking of the menus for all those meals, what you want to serve, and make sure A&H is on your list. Make sure all the A&H products are on your list. 
With their variety, you can serve different stuff every single meal, and the family will absolutely love it. Like my family does when we enjoy all the delicious A&H products. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I know people are expecting me to say a certain word that starts with a K-N. I'm not going to say it. We're going to focus on other stuff today. All the delicious A&H products. Uh, enjoy a 10% discount at kosherdogs.net and all uh, of what A&H has to offer. So check out the website. How do you get the discount? You use promo code radio, 10% kosherdogs.net when you use promo code radio. Simple as that. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Coming up at 9 o'clock are by Dr. David Hertzberg on the Convoy of 35. The Convoy of 35, Israel at 75 is the title of our slot at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, where Dr. David Hertzberg will present. Uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Time for our Vrummy and the uh, Tuesday Live Lunch. It'll be 5 p.m. for our Vrummy. There's now a six-hour difference at the moment between the uh, Eastern Time Zone and Israel. So uh, it'll be a six-hour difference. It'll be 5 p.m. for our Rummy. Excuse me. I'm tired just thinking about the <laughs> We're already at 5 o'clock. <laughs> it's all, not even 9 o'clock here yet. Uh, anyway, so I've run me with the live lunch coming up. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. If you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami. I'll take very good care of you. Listener Edie says, amazing interview with Ray Sherman on Rav Chaim. Thank you, Edie. Thank you very much. Reminder, a week from Thursday is our big celebration. We'll be on the air literally from 6 a.m. until 3 p.m. with a nine-hour celebration uh, commemorating the opening of our brand-new studio, the rebuilt studio here in New York City. The next day, we'll spend some time in the New Jersey studio and do a little bit of an official ceremony there as well. You're all invited on Thursday to come and participate. I hope you'll have a chance to stop by for five minutes and enjoy the brand-new studio and the uh, celebration in general. Come by, say hi, wish mazal tov, and... uh, Revel in the fact that you, so many of you out there, are responsible for the brand new studio with your friendship, your sponsorships, your generosity, and your encouragement. And of course, we thank you. Uh, that's a week from Thursday, the 23rd of March. More coming up. Baruch Levine, JM in the AM. Don't. 
J.M. and the A.M. calling the Shema done by the Stamen family. Before that, you suck our dove with Ashrenu. Amar Hashem, brand new eight-ton cats, and you're listening to a J.M. and the A.M. Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Our friends from TABC have quite a music program going on this year, and on Thursday, when we're in our New Jersey studio, we get to explore how uh, an amazing high school music program is going with our special guests from TABC. It is coming Thursday morning. They'll start about 7.35 in that area. We'll try to get them out in time for uh, for Thursday Shacharis at school. Uh, so join us for that this coming Thursday right here at JMAM. I've run me with a live lunch at 11 o'clock Eastern time today. We're by, David, we're by Dr. David Hertzberg. Israel at 75, about five minutes from now, right after JM and the AM. Another very interesting topic regarding the uh, foundation and the formation of the state of Israel. Remember, we're celebrating Israel's 75th birthday next month. Don't forget. Keep that in mind. Um, so that's all happening uh, on a, a Thursday, uh, excuse, excuse me, on a Tuesday 9 a.m. broadcast right here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. A week from Thursday is our big celebration day here in New York. We'll be on the air literally from 6 a.m. until 3 p.m., with a full day of celebrating as we commemorate the brand new studio in New York City. And we look forward to greeting everybody. Should be a nice uh, gathering here on Grand Street in Manhattan. Very much looking forward to uh, greeting everybody next Thursday morning. 
Maishi Tischler will, uh, well, I don't know if he'll, I guess he'll wrap it up. We'll wrap up a, uh, a um, Tuesday for us here at JM in the AM. When I woke up with this feeling in my bones today, I want to be there for somebody, do it all the way. I want to wipe away the worry, ease the pain and fear. That's what brothers are for, I'm here. When the clouds are moving in and down slips through the cracks When the loneliness seeps in, I'm here to close the gap No matter what it takes, I'll go to any lengths Cause helping out's call you straw It's clear that I'm looking out for you You're looking out for me Wanna see what I can do to be there Cause we're family I'm always looking out for you Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Our listeners sponsor digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing uh, Tuesday here at JM in the AM. My thanks to Rabbi Nelson Sherman. My thanks to Elliot Weiselberg. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Don't forget when you go to artscroll.com and order the book of Rav Chaim. Don't forget, use promo code radio for your major discount and free shipping for anything you order at artscroll.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more tomorrow. Don't forget at 11 o'clock today, it's um, Avrami with a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Rabbi Dr. David Hertzberg is next with Israel at 75. Stay tuned for that amazing program. 
Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Mr. Gore reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.